Hi guys, don't forget to check out the podcast every Friday at 6pm. Hope to see you there. And back to the show. This is Mitch, over. This is Mitch, is anybody receiving me? Over. You're breaking up whoever that is, please repeat. Listen carefully. If you are receiving me but can't transmit... I've finished emergency repairs to the refueling lines and I'm going back onto the ship to replace my oxygen tanks. I'm picking up static bursts. If you heard my last transmission, key your radio twice to acknowledge. Do it now. Okay, I'm on my way back now. I'll keep monitoring this channel. Airlock control. Please identify yourself. Stephen Mitchell. Ship's engineer, you are clear to enter. Hello, Mitch. Astrid, what are you doing here? I thought I'd call by and see how you all were. Are the others here? Not that I've noticed. But how did you get in? (laughs) I am a computer expert, Mitch. Well, I don't mean to be inhospitable, but I have to go and sort out a refueling problem. I, I just came back to change my tanks. Oh, What problem is that? There's a leak. Fuel everywhere. It's a terrible mess. You know, health and safety issues. Very dangerous. How terrible. That's why I really must insist you return to save you one immediately. We can all meet up later, when the others get back. And tell me, Mitch, where are the others right now? They're collecting rock samples. We've been collecting samples from every planet in the solar system. Really? Rocks? How fascinating. Anyway, I really must get on and sort out this fuel leak. I don't think so. Sorry? I don't think there is a problem with the fuel. Not anymore. I can assure you there is a very serious leak. It could go up any time. Any time? Well, yes, if I... What are you doing? Well, if we have only got seconds to live, we might as well make the most of it. Don't you think? Mitch? I mean, if we are going up in smoke, we might as well go up having fun. Astrid, you are not taking this seriously. No, I guess not. And you know why? Look, Astrid, you really do need to leave. There is no point... Tell him, Crystal. Mitch, Astrid knows that you are lying to her because I have been monitoring your every move since you arrived. And I've been listening to your radio. You have a very nice voice, Mitch. Yes, thank you, Crystal. So you see, Mitch, I know what you have been doing. How come Crystal is still wired into the Aris computer? I unplugged all the connections myself. As I say, I am a computer expert, and I know how to use this. Okay. And be in no doubt, I will use it if I have to. So, Astrid, where do we go from here? Where we go is a beautiful blue planet called Earth. Just you and me and three tons of therinium. (laughs) Have you asked Doc and Jet and let me what they think about your plan? I don't think that's really relevant, Mitch. What do you mean? You can buy new friends. You don't need them anymore. What's happened to them? I've no idea. You're lying. Crystal, are we ready to leave yet? We will be ready to commence countdown in three minutes. Blimey. Doc. Doc, are you all right? as black as the ice of spades in here. You had me worried for a minute. I, I think I must have blacked out. Where are we? I think it's some sort of storeroom. I've been feeling my way around. 
What happened? I don't know. I saw a shape moving around the laboratory and called out to you, and then next thing I know, I'm flat on my back and I couldn't move or hardly breathe. I tried to turn and get to my feet, but despite all that training we did, unarmed combat in 38% gravity in a spacesuit doesn't really work. Hey, Doc, Doc, have you still got that radiation detector on your belt? Well, yeah, I think so. Yes, it's still there. Well, it's got a green screen display, hasn't it? If you switch it on, it'll give us some light. Good thinking, Lemmy. Uh, hang on. Lemmy, I'm getting some high radiation readings in here. I'd be careful. But Jess said our suits will protect us, though. That's what they're designed to do. Yeah, from the sun's radiation. But if there are radioactive particles, they could stick to our suits. And we might get contaminated when we take them off. Yeah, point taken, Doc. Here, can, can you pass me the detector? Sure, there you go. What's behind that rack? That's just what I was... There are a couple of air tanks back there, look. Where? Yeah, yeah, reach between those pallets, Doc. You should be able to get them from that side. It's easier said than done, Lemmy. Uh, that's it, Doc. A bit to the left. Your hand's just above one. Can you feel it? Yeah, there. Now pull it towards you. Uh, it's not budging, Lemmy. It's stuck. Can you see what's holding it? Yeah, hang on. Uh, let me see what I can do from this side. If you... Yeah, if you leave that cabinet open, you slide the pallet back. All personnel be advised. Aries take off in T minus two minutes. Countdown will commence in one minute and fifty seconds on my mark. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to have to shut you in here for a while. What is this place anyway? It's the sleeper cabin. Come on, Mitch. Relax, eh? There's nothing you can do to save your friends now. I might be a lot more relaxed if I hadn't got that stuck in the back of my neck. <laughs> now, Mitch, we both know you might try and overpower me. A girl has to have some protection. If you fire that in here, you'll blow a hole in the side of the ship. Is that what you're thinking, Mitch? Are you seriously considering that I would hesitate to use this? <laughs> Astrid, you're bleeding. It's just a nosebleed. Were you hoping it was something more serious? Do you want me to die too, Mitch? Is that what you want? No. I don't do failure, Mitch. Not even for you. Okay, Astrid. I've got the point. Shall I take your outdoor gear? No. Fine, thanks. I'll sort myself Save out. Save your one takeoff special for T plus 15 minutes. <laughs> okay, let me... Now... Lift that up. I can get behind. There, Doc. Go. I can't hold it for long. Can you get it higher? No, oh, it's no good, Lemmy. I can't get through. Oh, look, let me try from this side. Can you see what's under the tanks in there? Uh, pass me the meter. I need more light. Here you go, coming through. Hang on. Hang on, get back. Lemmy, this thing's going off the scale. Somebody. What do you mean? Meter reading. There's something under here. I'll just get the tanks and get out, dog. No, no, wait, Lemmy. I'm trying to see. It dog, just hold it there. Can you see what's jamming them? Oh, blimey, dog, they're attached. There's somebody back here buried in the dust. Can you get to them? Oh, I can't do this. Oh, no, dog, no. You've got to get them out. Just grab anything you can and pull them out of there. 
you think it's one of the lab team? No. No, let me look at the marking on the helmet. Savior one. We better take a look, Lemmy. Here, give me a hand. It looks like Bo. Yeah. Yeah, it's Bo, all right. It's definitely Bo. What you think, Doc? What killed her? It's difficult to say, Lemmy. Here, help me turn her over. Mitch, you and I are going to be on the spacecraft together for nearly six months. You might as well start getting used to that idea. Tell me, Astrid. Doesn't it worry you just a bit that you're condemning innocent men to die? Men who came here to help you. Don't be naive, Mitch. Innocent men die every day. It simply depends on what is at stake. And conning the world that theridium is a safe, clean fuel is a noble cause. The world doesn't need truth, Mitch. It needs energy. People aren't interested in your 20th century ideology. The world has changed since you were last there. Social ideals have lost their shine. In the end, people are driven by self-interest. Commerce delivers rewards that people understand. You'll see what I mean when we get back to Earth. I'm not sure I'm that keen to go back. Astrid, we are at T minus one minute. Countdown will begin in 50 seconds. Thank you, Crystal. Mitch, I have to leave you. But I'll be back once we've taken off and reached cruising speed. Things are not really as bad as you think. We'll see. Doc? Lemmy? Jet? This is Mitch. Over. This is Mitch. Is anybody receiving me? Mitch, it's me. Stand up. I can't get out. Jet? Is that you? Stand up! Jet? Stand up! Jet! What the hell are you doing here? I was just about to leave the ship earlier and I, I heard someone in the airlock. I could see Astrid on the teleview and she was carrying a weapon, so I thought I should make myself scarce. Brilliant, Jet! So she has absolutely no idea that you're on board? None. Listen, we've got no time. We need to stop the ship taking off. I'll call Astrid and you hide and, and we can overpower her before she has a chance to let rip with that pulse carbon she's waving around. No, Mitch, wait. I've got a better idea. Do you remember that Doc's pod was about to eject and we disarmed it at the last moment? <laughs> yeah, you pulled the power on the ram and stopped it with about five seconds to go. Well, I was wondering, if we plugged the power back in, would it carry on with the eject sequence? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't see why not. Okay, and we'd have no problem with the depressurization because we both have our outdoor suits on, correct? Right. So if you get into the faulty pod, I'll plug the power back in. You should eject onto the planet's surface pretty rapidly. And once outside, I could disconnect one of the sensors, disable the arrows, and stop the takeoff. What do you think? Could it work? <laughs> it might do, Jet. It should, damn it. Okay, get in. Right here, pass my helmet and close the lid. Then plug the power in and stand well back. That ram will go almost immediately. Got it. Good luck, Mitch. See you later, Jet. And Jet? Yes? Don't forget to put your helmet on, mate. Okay. Here goes, Mitch. Godspeed, my old friend. Active depressurization. Please stand clear. 
Alert. Malfunction. Ignition sequence has been terminated. Alert. Aries takeoff sequence reported at T minus three seconds. My God, Mitch, are you crazy? System diagnostics engaging. And you've just thrown it all away. Thirty seconds. You fool! Ed, this is Astrid. Listen, takeoff has been aborted. Repeat, aborted. Do not leave without me. Do you hear me? Ed! Ed! Do not leave without me! Explains the fever, the sickness, diarrhea, skin rashes. Well, how's that happened? Could be any number of ways, Lenny. When they wrecked this place, they tried to cover up evidence. My guess is they inadvertently contaminated themselves when they smashed everything. And if they breathed in even a microscopic amount of that thorinium dust, there'd be no going back. Talking about breathing, Doc. How are your tanks looking? I've got about ten minutes, maybe a bit more. How about you? I haven't even looked at the gauge. I'd rather not know, to be honest. Let's get both tanks off, yeah? One each. Hang on. I don't think that would be wise, Lemmy. They might be contaminated, too, and we'd just be sealing our fate. Well, should we see if we can use them on the door, then? If we can get them to ignite under pressure, they could make a half-decent blast. What do you reckon? In a confined space like this, we'd be lucky not to go up ourselves. Better that than sitting here, though, waiting to die. Hey, Doc? Yeah. You're right, Lemmy. Here, give me a hand. Let's get those straps on. Was that you, Doc? No, I don't think it. That sounded like a voice, Doc. It did, didn't it? Maybe. Hello, this is Lemmy and Doc. We're trapped, over. Could just be static, Lemmy. Yeah. Funny, I could have sworn I had... Doc, Lemmy, this is Mitch. Where are you? Over. Oh, thank God. We're shut in a storeroom somewhere at the back of the old laboratory. Mitch, Mitch, this is Lemmy. But be careful coming in. We were overpowered. If you've got a weapon, have it ready and... Hurry, Mitch. Please, hurry. We could see Mitch's light under the door getting brighter as he approached. With the seconds ticking away, Lemmy and I tried to breathe more slowly. It was all we could do to stop ourselves shouting for all we were worth. Mitch had the door open in no time. We headed for the exit and called Jet. As predicted, once the air is takeoff aborted, Astrid wasted no time bailing out and heading over to Savior One so she didn't get left behind. We emerged from the cave to a blinding light as Savior One's main booster ignited and the ship lifted slowly off the surface. No! No, they're getting away! Solid. If only we'd had just a bit more time. We've got to contact someone on Earth. Explain about the Ferenia. Do you think anyone will believe us? I don't think we need to worry about that, Lemmy. We've got to let someone, though. Yeah, what do you mean, Doc? If the other crew members of Savior One have got even a fraction of the levels of radiation poisoning that Bo had, they'll all be dead inside a month, long before they get to within a quarter of a million miles of Earth. And they've all been displaying the symptoms ever since we got here.
Well, I hope you didn't sabotage the ship for good, Mitch, or we're really stuck. Don't worry, Jet. I just pulled off some heat sensors to trip the cutout. Won't take more than an hour or two to put them back. Sounds like you cut things pretty fine. I think we were all down to the wire. Jet saved the day remembering about the pot eject system. It was a masterstroke. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, not too bad for an old man losing his marbles, I suppose. <laughs> Talking of which, I think we need to get Doc's malfunctioning pod back on board. Yeah, but that's no use to us now, is it, Mitch? Anyway, I, for one, am not going into one of those blinking pods again. I'm staying awake all the way home. <laughs> Whatever is wrong with that thing, it did make Doc younger by about ten years at least. So? Exactly. It certainly produced interesting results. I can vouch for that. Which is why I think it's our duty as scientists to investigate. Besides, I was just wondering if you'd like to give it a go, Jet. Well, I don't know if I'd want to be young again. In some ways, maybe, but it's not all bad, you know, getting older. I suppose I wouldn't mind... Mayday, Mayday, this is the science ship Vladstar Explorer. We have a problem with our gyroscope and cannot keep our course. Is there anybody available to help us, please? Over. Well, gentlemen, what do you want to do? Shall we help our Russian comrades, or shall we pretend we didn't hear that and go home? Oh, hang on. I mean, we're not the bleeding AA. Oh, so you're happy to just leave them out here, are you, Lemmy? Well, you're the Captain Jet. I think you should decide. Oh, thanks a lot, Lemmy. And after I've just saved you all from certain doom. Oh, now, come on, Lemmy. That's not fair. Well, I mean, he's an old codger, Mr. In Charles Chilton's Journey into Space, Frozen in Time, Captain Jet Morgan was played by David Jacobs, Mitch, Michael Beckley, Doc and Ed, Alan Marriott, Astrid, Emma Fielding, Lemmy, Chris Moran, Jensen, Stephen Hogan, radio operator and film voice, Kate Harbour. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Sound design and original music by David Chilton. Frozen in Time was directed by Nicholas Russell Pavia and is a Goldhawk Essential production for BBC Radio 4. Hi guys, Kev here, just to let you know this new podcast started. Why just try and check it out? If you like it, you'd like to leave me a review on it? It'd help me so much. Bye for now. Hi guys, don't forget you can follow me on my website at nonstopaudiopodshow.com and you can email me at nonstopaudiopodshow at gmail.com for your requests. Thanks a lot and enjoy the podcast.